Welcome to episode 213 of the first 40 miles. If you're new to backpacking, or if you're hopelessly in love with someone who wants you to love backpacking, then this podcast is for you. We'll talk about the essentials, how to lighten your load, and how to make the most of your time on the trail. I'm your host, Heather Legler. And I'm Josh Legler. And this is The First 40 Miles. Today on The First 40 Miles, if you haven't figured it out by experience, then we'll give you one more huge reason to begin backpacking. The health benefits. The list will astound you. Then our Summit Gear review today is a 22-pound piece of gear. But hear us out. It's 100% backpackable and incredibly fun. And we'll wrap up the show with some trail wisdom from three different people. And we'll have Josh vote on the quote he likes the best. All this... And that's about it, today on the first 40 miles. All good things must come to an end, and today's episode is not the end of the first 40 miles yet. Today's episode is the penultimate episode of the first 40 miles. I've been waiting my whole life to use that word. Well, there you had your opportunity to use it. And that means that next week's episode is... I guess we could say the ultimate episode, (laughs) the final episode of the First 40 Miles podcast. Yeah, and we've got all those feelings that you have when something exciting and wonderful is coming to an end. So we're looking forward to sharing that last episode with all of our First 40 Milers and spending one last episode together. And for today's episode, we want to talk about something that several listeners have asked us to talk about, and that is the health benefits of backpacking. You read through these health benefits, and it's almost like the exact opposite of listening to a pharmaceutical ad. You know, at the very end of the ad where they say all of the things that happen if you take this miracle drug? Well, if backpacking were marketed as a pharmaceutical drug, at the very end, someone in a very quick voice would say, Side effects of backpacking may include boosted immune system functioning, reduced blood pressure, reduced stress, improved mood, increased ability to focus, even in children with ADHD, accelerated recovery from surgery or illness, increased energy level, improved sleep, deeper and clearer intuition, increased flow of energy, deepening of friendships, overall increase in sense of happiness, and more. (laughs) So what is it about backpacking that makes it more powerful than a pharmaceutical and gives you these incredible health benefits? Well, we could probably dissect all kinds of different factors that make backpacking so good for you. We could talk about the exercise that you get. We could talk about the discipline of preparation, the discipline on the hike to uh, develop endurance and patience, all kinds of things. But it seems like from the literature, the most impactful aspect when it comes to backpacking is being out in nature. The Japanese have a phrase for this. Translated into English, it means forest bathing, shinrin-yoku. So the idea behind forest bathing is that you go into a forest and you walk slowly, you pay attention to all of your senses, and you breathe. And you allow yourself to participate fully in this forest experience. And I think John Muir explains what happens to you when you go into a forest really well. He said, Thousands of tired, nerve-shaken, over-civilized people are beginning to find out 
that going to the mountains is going home. Wilderness is a necessity. And I think John Muir touches on something really important here that goes even beyond physical health, and that is mental health. And I think all of us have had those times where we feel nerve shaken, just like John Muir said, that it's part of being in this over-civilized world that we're always surrounded by four walls. And when we get out into nature, then we can kind of begin to recover mentally and physically from the stress that surrounds us all the time. This is really important stuff. There are some, I guess, health issues that at least our society tends to think of as irreversible, unsolvable issues. And yet, if you have one of those issues, do you ever spend time outside? Do you get out into the forest, into the wilderness? If the research shows that getting out into nature has this huge positive effect, then getting out into nature will have a huge positive effect on you. Yeah, in a recent episode of Katie Bowman's podcast, it used to be called Katie Says, but now it's called move your DNA. She talked with someone about the importance of getting outside and how it affects your sleep cycle, that getting that serotonin boost in the morning from sunshine or even diffused sunlight through the clouds is going to impact your body's ability to create melatonin at night and will help you sleep like a rock throughout the whole night. So even something as simple as getting out in the morning, even if you're not going backpacking or hiking, just spending around 15 minutes outside, which I think is the amount of time that you need to get a healthy amount of vitamin D. So 15 minutes outside in the morning can impact the next 24 hours of your life. So it's not that backpacking is this miracle drug or miracle activity. Really, it's that backpacking is a wonderful gateway to getting you outside, and that is the miracle drug. And there are many other gateways to get out to nature, but backpacking is a great one. So for today's top five list, we wanted to share the top five health benefits of backpacking or being outside that Josh and I have personally experienced. These aren't ones from some list we copied online. These are ones that we've actually experienced on the trail. It's interesting, as I look at my own list of health benefits of backpacking, each one of them seems to have a very physical manifestation in terms of my physical health, and then it has another manifestation that's more in terms of uh, mental health or, or life health, I guess you could say, kind of that holistic concept of health. Um, for example, one of the health benefits of backpacking for me is endurance, and this is one that has a very physical side to it. When I go backpacking, I have an opportunity to hike over a long distance of miles with a bunch of weight on my back, and the fast energy gets used up in the first few minutes, maybe even a half hour if I'm really energetic that day. And then the fast energy is gone, and the endurance has to kick in. And I think that endurance is good for my health, or testing and using that endurance is good for my health. So because I go backpacking, I'm able to walk for long distances without wearing out. That's great. But it also has this uh, sort of holistic side to it where in life in general, I've developed greater endurance. It might be endurance to get through a really tedious, boring project that I have to do for work. It might be endurance to put up with something that's uncomfortable or even painful for a long period of time while I figure it out, figure out what's causing it, and finally resolve it. 
So that physical endurance really ties over into other areas of my life. One of the health benefits that I've experienced is the decrease of what I call mental pinball. So in everyday life, a lot of my thoughts will pinball, you know, like a pinball machine around my head. And I'll think, oh, I have to do this. Oh, wait, I have to do this. And and all the thoughts end up ricocheting around in my head. Well, when I get out into nature, I leave all of those things behind and I'm able to think long thoughts. This is something that I noticed probably the first time that I went backpacking and something that was really meaningful to me, especially as I had young children. And when you have young children, you have a lot of interruptions. And so getting out backpacking allowed me to stop the pinball in my head and think those long thoughts. It's fantastic for mental health. It's great for my mental health. Another health benefit that I've experienced comes from the minimalism of backpacking. As we've gotten into backpacking, we've really been exposed to this concept of minimalism, that you reduce weight, you shave the ounces, you only bring what you absolutely need because you don't want to carry all this extra weight. There's sort of a necessity to it of lightening your load, but I think the minimalism itself, just that way of thought, bleeds into lots of other things. For example, it was because of backpacking that we were introduced to minimalist footwear and we got some pairs of zero shoes and it was like this paradigm shift for us. We we're like, wow, this is amazing. The more we take away from our feet, the more healthy our feet become. That's really cool. And we've applied that in many ways in our physical health. And then again, I think it translates over into other areas of our life. Like, how do you apply minimalism to the food that you eat? Well, you seek after products with short ingredient lists. And the products with the shortest ingredient lists are more likely to be the healthy products because they're created with more whole, natural food ingredients. And we've applied the same principle of simplicity to our schedule as we try to make sure that things in our life don't get overscheduled or overcomplicated. And this has definitely come from backpacking, that we are able to have that mindset where we ask the question, is this necessary? Because if it's not, adios. You know, looking at the list of all the health benefits of being outside, a lot of these can also be attributed to a healthy diet or to positive relationships or other things. So really, when things are good in my life and when things are in balance, I don't know exactly what to attribute it to. Like when things are going well in one area of your life, it bleeds over into other areas of your life. So I feel like for one of my health benefits of backpacking, it's that backpacking has raised all the boats in my harbor. When I get out, I have the opportunity to connect with friends. So it benefits that aspect of my life. It gets me outdoors and active. So it benefits the physical side of my life. And like I shared before, it definitely affects the mental side of my life. And I also feel closer to God while I'm out in nature which means that it's affecting the spiritual aspect of my life. So I feel like everything is affected in a positive way when I get outside. Lastly, I, maybe if we try to label it, it takes too much out of it. So let me put it into words this way. I get ready for a backpacking trip. I get to the trailhead. I strap my pack on my back. I'm bundled up. Maybe it's the middle of winter. Everyone else is at home inside their houses. And I'm out in the woods for some reason, because I decided to be. Where it's cold and a little wet, 
And yet I realize that the forest is alive all around me. And my world is opened up. There's no walls, no borders, no boundaries. And I'm hiking through this forest that's alive with wildlife. I can hear the birds and other animals. I can see the insects all over if I look closely. And I'm walking through this just wilderness wonderland that fills me up. And that can happen at the very same moment that everyone else is inside, maybe occasionally looking out their window and saying, wow, what a horrible day it is today. So I don't know how to label that, but that's a health benefit of backpacking. I think I understand what you mean. It's that feeling of being a part of something even bigger and grander than yourself. I guess maybe synergy would be a word for it. Whatever the word is, it's real. And I feel it whenever I go out backpacking, whether it is that rainy day in the forest that just amazes me, or whether it's in the middle of summer on the edge of an alpine lake, that amazes me. So there are some pretty amazing benefits that come from just stepping outside. We've shared some of our reasons today, but there are a lot more reasons, and you will find your own reasons as you take those first steps on the trail. For today's Summit Gear Review, we'll be reviewing the Jimmy Sticks Puffer, which is an inflatable stand-up paddleboard. Josh and I first discovered stand-up paddleboards when we went to Seattle about seven years ago for an anniversary trip. And we got some pho, and we were sitting there on the edge of, I think, Lake Washington, no, it was the Puget Sound. Okay, it was the Puget Sound. And we saw all these people standing up on what looked like surfboards. And there were tons of people out there just with a paddle standing up on these surfboard things. And it was not warmish. It was coldish. <laughs> and um, I didn't know where they were going or what they were doing, but they looked like they were having fun. They were just out there paddling along. They weren't racing or anything. They just we're paddling slowly. Well, we found out those are stand-up paddleboards, and they've become quite popular. And I don't think stand-up paddleboards would have ever ended up in a backpacking podcast, except someone got the great idea to make them inflatable, which means that they are backpackable. The typical stand-up paddleboard is about 12 feet long and about two and a half feet wide. There's no way you would backpack that up a trail. I mean, you'd run into every tree along the way. It just wouldn't work. But now that there are inflatable options, it makes it 100% possible for you to take a stand-up paddleboard with you on a backpacking trip. The Jimmy Sticks Puffer is an inflatable stand-up paddleboard that packs down into a backpack, which includes the inflatable stand-up paddleboard, a paddle, a repair kit, a fin, and a high-pressure pump so you can actually inflate the stand-up paddleboard. And the way that we envision this being used on a backpacking trip is that one person would bring the inflatable stand-up paddleboard and the other person would pack the gear. And now that we have this stand-up paddleboard, looking back, I can think of several trips that we've been on where it would have been so much fun to bring this along. One of them is our three-mile lake trip. The hike itself was about two or three miles in, and it ended up at this 
really cute little lake that had thousands of perch in it. And we had a fun time catching those little perch and just kind of dipping our feet in along the shore. But it would have been the perfect lake to bring a stand-up paddleboard and just make our way around and check out the other side of the lake and uh, do some exploring along the shore. Yeah, this cute little lake, as you put it, was several miles long. So the paddleboard would have been a lot of fun just to go down along. It was a long, skinny lake. And so we could have gone way down there and just kind of see what's over there. You know, for me, I'm always curious about like what's beyond that point that I can't see beyond. I want to go check that out. This would have been a really awesome thing to bring on that trip. Everything that you need to use the paddleboard is included in this pack. So to use it, you would remove everything from the pack and attach the pump onto the inflatable stand-up paddleboard and pump it up on site, just right on the river shore. And then the paddleboard has handles on it so you can easily carry it to the water. Another feature it has is a loop for your foot. This is important because you don't want to become detached from your paddleboard. It's kind of your life preserver. So you want to stay attached to it while you're out on the water. Another cool feature that it has on it is a series of stretch bands on the front so you can store other gear on board like windbreaker or your lunch. For mass, the entire backpack full of gear that you need to go stand-up paddleboarding is 22 pounds. The length of the stand-up paddleboard is around 11 and a half feet and about 31 inches wide. The board can hold about 260 pounds. So Josh and I together weigh around 270, which is about 10 pounds over the weight limit, but we were able to use the stand-up paddleboard together. For maintenance, the Jimmy Sticks Puffer Inflatable Stand-Up Paddleboard comes with a repair kit. And for investment, this stand-up paddleboard is $699. For trial, we had a lot of fun with this inflatable stand-up paddleboard. I have to say, though, we did a lot more sit-down paddleboarding than stand-up paddleboarding, and I think that's maybe because we were newbies, but definitely if you're feeling a little bit skittish or nervous about trying out something new, you can definitely sit down on this paddleboard and then when you feel ready, you can try kneeling on it and paddling. And then when you're feeling more brave, you can stand up on it. Maybe some of you don't need to start with sitting, <laughs> but it, it's a nice way to get into the sport and just ease into it. I loved that everything came included, especially when you're new to something. It's nice to have everything that you need included all in one. So you're not wondering, oh, was I supposed to get a repair kit? Oh, shoot, I didn't buy one. Well, fortunately, this comes with everything you'll need and it's dead simple to use and it comes with instructions. In fact, the instructions don't even have words. They have pictures. So it's really easy to follow the instructions and have a great experience stand up paddleboarding. I think a stand-up paddleboard would be great for a day trip, but because this is a backpacking podcast, it's definitely something that you could take with you on an overnighter or even a weekend trip. You just have to balance out the load and make sure that someone is carrying the stand-up paddleboard and all the features that go with it, and that that person's gear is divided up between everyone else because there's not room in the pack with the stand-up paddleboard to pack anything else. There's really only room for the stand-up paddleboard and the peripheral supplies that go with it. 
One of the things that we haven't tried that I think would be really fun is to try fishing from the stand-up paddleboard. It would get you out into the middle of the lake and you could quietly and serenely just hang out on the board until the fish come. Now, one of the things the instructions said to do was to inflate it to 18 PSI. I got to about 9 or 10 PSI and I was like, yeah, this feels pretty good. And so I just stopped there and nothing bad happened. So, you know, I'm always a little nervous when I don't follow the instructions all the way. Like, what what's going to happen? Is it going to bend in half? But yeah, it felt firm enough. And so I just used it at 10 PSI. This board is incredibly rigid when it's inflated. Even at 10 PSI, which is well below what they recommend at 18, if you're envisioning one of those pool toys, you know, like the shark that you ride on or something, and when you sit on it, it sort of bends in half. And this is not like that at all. This board is completely rigid when it's fully inflated. It's amazing. Right. So when you're getting into the water, your feet get kind of wet. But once you're on the stand-up paddleboard, because it's so thick, I think it's like six, around six inches thick, um, you really don't get a lot of water splashing up onto you. You can have a pretty dry ride, which is great because sometimes you don't want to get wet. You just want to be on the water, but not get wet. So in our experience with the Jimmy Sticks Puffer Inflatable Stand-Up Paddleboard, it was a fun, low-impact, leave-no-trace activity. It was so quiet. It allows you to get out onto the water, which you typically don't get to do while you're out backpacking. It's kind of like you just stand on the lake's edge and enjoy it. But if you brought out a stand-up paddleboard, you'd be able to experience more of the trail, the, the liquid part of the trail. Um, it's a really peaceful activity and super calming. It's so great to be out on the water and just paddle around. And we'll have the link to the Jimmy Sticks Puffer Inflatable Stand-Up Paddleboard in today's episode, and you can find that at thefirst40miles.com slash 213. For today's backpack hack of the week, the absorber. The absorber is a super absorbent towel, and it's found in the automotive section of big box stores. This is the most absorbent towel that I have ever found, and it's great for rainy day hikes. And here we are in December, rainy season's here. I use my absorber towel to wipe off the tent when it rains, even to wipe off my rain gear before I get in the tent, and I use it to wipe off gear before I pack it up for the day. The absorber is around $10 to $12, and the awesome thing is that it can be cut down. So I cut mine into quarters, and then I added a grommet onto the corner so that I could just hang it on the back of the pack. And one of the cool things about the absorber is that it actually works better when it's wet. So when it's dry, it's kind of crusty. So you want to get it wet. And then when it's wet, that's when it's truly its most absorbent. So this is definitely something you'll want to bring with you if you go backpacking in the rainy season, or if you're going to have a wet trip, bring the absorber with you and you can use it to dry off gear um, or as a camp towel. And we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom from our good friends on the trail, John Muir, Nancy Newhall, and Mr. Latin Proverb. And I'm going to read these three quotes, and Josh, you get to decide which one you like the best. Okay. 
It's all Josh's whim here. All right, the first one is, the sun shines not on us, but in us. Do you have any comments on that one? Uh, nope. <laughs> Number two, the wilderness holds answers to questions man has not yet learned to ask. And number three, it is solved by walking. Well, being the minimalist that I am, I think I'll go for the last one. It is solved by walking. But I really like that second one, too, that the wilderness holds answers to questions that we haven't even learned to ask yet. That's, I think that underscores the importance of preserving the wilderness, that we may be preserving things that we don't even know we're preserving yet. John Muir gets nothing. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your insight, Josh. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you're looking for fun backpacking books and merch, check out thefirst40miles.com slash shop. We'll see you next time on The First 40 Miles. length of the paddleboard is around 11 and a half inches. The Feet. Whoopsie. <laughs> it's the world's <laughs> smallest paddleboard. <laughs>